0: Yes, um, most of these Chapter Nine institutions are turning 20 this year. They have done a great job. They are operating according to purpose, which is to support and strengthen constitutional democracy. And legislatively, they've received some support, but there are some gaps. The important thing for me, though, is we should understand that the Chapter 9 institutions are not the same. Often when we think about them, we think Chapter 9 is all investigative bodies. And we forget that the IEC is a Chapter 9 institution that was established to execute and to monitor the elections. And it has done a sterling job. It's a world-class institution respected in Africa and the world over. And if there's been one area where there's been credibility in our country, has been elections. Of course, I do know that there was a bit of ball drop, dropping in okay. And then there's been this history of um, taking care of names and making sure that the, everyone has a verifiable address. But that's a small blight. In the big scheme of things and for a sound democracy the the first important thing is to make sure that your elections are credible because once there are uh, whispers about the credibility of elections you start on a cracking foundation the auditor general is more than a hundred years old as an institution and its performance is world class in terms of ensuring that there's compliance with the PFMA, with section 217 relating to procurement. And yes, of course, there's ball dropping here and there when it comes to compliance with the audit findings. And that's where then you can't just attribute the ball dropping to the auditor general. We have to look at the seamlessness of the operation of these chapter 9 institutions that's where we come in as a potato i think my predecessors and, uh, and and ourselves as a team have done what we had to do protect people against improper use of state power and state resources. We've restored people's lives and dignity and we've pushed back against excesses such as improper use of public monies and improper allocation of public opportunities and resources, be they jobs or procurement. And uh, we've also uh, highlighted and pushed back against uh, unethical conduct in terms of the Executive Members Ethics Act. However, there are gaps and and I think Vwani is an example of where the gaps are because we say that these institutions were established as additional checks and balances to the traditional trias politica of parliament, executive and the courts and they were supposed to make sure then that no community or person feels desperate enough to opt outside the democratic process and to use violence as a means to be heard. And I think we all need to go to the drawing board and say, why did Vuani v- happen? And why did Forte happen? And all of these other ones happen. And collectively, not just Chapter 9, uh, all of those who manage data first, we... Where did we drop the ball, and how do we work? The, uh, how do we work together, legislatively and resource-wise? The Chapter Nine institutions have been supported, but there's been a structural defect insofar as the Public Protector is concerned, and possibly to some extent the Human Rights Commission. We are stuck in a little corner where we were placed in 1979. So structurally, this office was created as a little parastatal under the Department of Justice. It wasn't even as parastatal initially. It was a a watchdog similar to the SIU operating in terms of what the president uh, uh, wanted it to do and reporting to the president and based in the Department of Justice. It didn't need resources such as a DG and fully-fledged departments. Now you flip back to 1993, when it was established under the new constitution as an executive authority in its own right, and where we are now, 20 years down the line. We're still stuck in that little corner. It was only the first time last year we appointed somebody in, in the rank of a DG. Yet we have been an executive authority since 1993. And our units, our IT unit has a director and three young people at level 7 and is supposed to serve as an institution. So structurally, resource-wise, we are hopelessly under-resourced. Investigations, you just heard SARS used 23 million to conduct an investigation that we ourselves are doing. 23 million. We were not given even 500,000 additional money to do that investigation. And then we have more complex investigations that we've handled in current We're not given millions to handle those investigations and now we've been asked to investigate um, the the so-called state capture. We haven't been given millions to do so, but we're not even asking for millions, we're just asking for a fair and reasonable amount of money.